0: and welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Today we resume our Peaceful Pastures podcast uh, with our next week of study in the book of Genesis. For first-time listeners, this podcast studies... four chapters of Genesis for four days each week as we break up the chapters by listening to the word, capturing the context, putting yourself in the narrative, and applying the word to your life. On day one, we let the word speak. We try not to bring any preconceived pictures or thoughts into our head and just listen to the word. And as you listen, make a mental or paper note about what struck you or stood out to you what confused you, what wowed you, and most importantly, allow yourself to listen at the foot of your shepherd. To prepare ourselves to listen to God's word, let us begin with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, these things are written that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing we may have life in his name. Amen. Genesis chapters 37 through 40. Jacob lived in the land where his father had resided as an alien, that is, in the land of Canaan. This is the account about the development of the family of Jacob. When Joseph was 17 years old, he was tending the flocks with his brothers. He was just a boy compared to the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. Joseph brought a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his other sons, because he was the son born in his old age, and he made him a special robe. His brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, so they hated him and could not speak to him in a friendly way. Once Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, so they hated him all the more. He said to them, Please listen to this dream that I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field, And suddenly my sheaf rose up and stood upright. Then your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, So will you really reign over us? Will you really have dominion over us? They hated him all the more because of his dreams and what he said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. He said, Listen, I had another dream. This is what I saw. The sun and the moon and eleven stars bowed down to me. He told it to his father and to his brothers. His father rebuked him and said to him, What kind of dream is this that you have dreamed? Will I and your mother and your brothers really come and bow down to the ground in front of you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept what he had said in mind. His brothers went to, went to pasture their father's flock in Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Aren't your brothers pasturing the flock in Shechem? Go, I will send you to them. Joseph said to him, Yes, I will do it. Israel said to him, Please go and see whether everything is going well with your brothers and with the flock. Then bring me word again. So he sent him off from the valley at Hebron, and he arrived at Shechem. A man met him as he was wandering in the countryside. The man asked him, What are you looking for? He said, I am looking for my brothers. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. The man said, They have left here. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him in the distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to each other, Look, here comes this master of dreams. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns, and we will say a wild animal has devoured him. Then we will see what will become of his dreams. Reuben heard this and rescued him out of their hands. He said, Let's not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into the cistern that is in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him. He said this so that he could rescue him out of their hands and restore him to his father. And so when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the special robe he was wearing. Then they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. They sat down to eat bread, and they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, which they were going to deliver to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there in killing our brother and concealing his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, since he is our brother, our own flesh. His brothers listened to him. As the Midianites, who were merchants, were passing by, the brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. They brought Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern, he saw that Joseph was not in the cistern, so he tore his clothing. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy is no longer here, and as for me, where will I go now? Then they took Joseph's robe, killed a male goat, and dipped the robe in the goat's blood. They took the special robe, and they brought it to their father, and said, We have found this. Examine it now and see whether it is your son's robe or not. He recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Without a doubt, Joseph has been torn to pieces. Jacob tore his clothing, put sackcloth around his waist, and mourned for his son for many days. All his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. He said, No, I will mourn for my son until I go down to the grave. So his father wept for him. In Egypt, the Midianites sold him to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, who was the captain of the guard. About that time, Judah went down from his brothers and visited a man from Adullam named Hira. There Judah saw a daughter of a Canaanite man named Shua. He took her as a wife and went to her. She conceived and gave birth to a son, and he named him Ur. She conceived again and gave birth to another son, and she named him Onan. She gave birth to yet another son, and named him Shelah. It was at Kazib that she gave birth to Shelah. Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn. He, her name was Tamar. It turned out that Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord killed him. Then Judah said to Onan, Go to your brother's wife. Perform your duty for her as the brother of her deceased husband and provide offspring for your brother. Onan knew that the offspring would not be his, so whenever he went to his brother's wife, he wasted his semen on the ground so that he would not provide offspring for his brother. But the thing that he did was evil in the eyes of the Lord, so the Lord killed him also. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow in your father's house until my son Shelah is grown up. Actually, he had said to himself, I do not want him to die like his brothers. So Tamar went and lived in her father's house. After some time, was daughter, the wife of Judah, died. When Judah had finished mourning, he went up to the to his sheep shearers at Timnah, he and his friend Hira the Aldalmite. Tamar was told, Look, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. She took off the garments that identified her as a widow, covered herself with her veil, disguised herself, and sat in the gate of Anayim, which is on the way to Timnah, because she saw that Shelah had grown up, but she was not going to be given to him as a wife. When Judah saw her, he thought that she was a prostitute because she had covered her face. He turned to her by the roadside and said, Please let me come to you, because he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. She said, What will you give me so that you may come to me? He said, I will send you a young goat from the flock. She said, Will you give me something as a security deposit until you send the goat? He said, What should I give you as a deposit? She said, Your stamp seal on its cord with your staff that is in your hand. He gave them to her and went to her, and she conceived by him. Then she got up and left. Later she took off her veil and put her widow's garments back on. Judah sent the young goat with his friend the Aldamite to get back the deposit from the woman's possession, but he could not find her. So he asked the men from that place, Where is the sacred prostitute who is by the road at Enam? They said, there hasn't been any sacred prostitute here. So he returned to Judah and said, I could not find her. And the men of the place said, there hasn't been any sacred prostitute here. Judah said, let her keep it so that we are not disgraced. Look, I did send this young goat, but you were unable to find her. About three months later, Judah was told, Tamar, your daughter-in-law has prostituted herself. And even worse, she is pregnant by prostitution. Judah said, Bring her out and burn her. When she was brought, she sent this message to her father in law. I am pregnant by the man to whom these things belong. She also said, Please help me identify whose these are, the stamp seal on its cord, and the staff. Judah recognized them and said, She is more righteous than I, because I did not give her to Sheila my son. But he was not intimate with her again. When the time came for her to go into labor, It turned out that there were twins in her womb. When she was in labor, one of the twins put out a hand, and the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it to his hand, saying, This one came out first. But then after he had pulled back his hand, his brother came out first, so she said, What a breakthrough you have made for yourself. That is why he is named Perez. Afterward, his brother, who had the scarlet thread on his hand, came out, so he was named Zara. When Joseph was brought down to Egypt, Potiphar the Egyptian, who was an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guard, brought Joseph from the, bought Joseph from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down to Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became successful. He served in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made everything that he touched a success. Joseph found favor in his sight. Joseph served him, and he made Joseph manager of his household. He put Joseph in charge of everything. From the time that Potiphar made him manager of his household, in charge of everything that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptians' household for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord rested on everything that he had, both in the house and in the fields. So he left Joseph in charge of everything that he had. He did not concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. Joseph was well built and handsome. Sometime after all this, his master's wife had her eye on Joseph, and she said, Come lie down with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not concern himself with anything that has been entrusted to me in the house. He has put me in charge of everything that he has. He has no one in this house greater than I am, and he has not withheld anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a great evil and sin against God? She kept speaking to Joseph day after day, but he would not listen to her. He would not lie down beside her or even be with her. But one day when he, w- when he went into the house to do his work, none of the men of the household were there inside the house. She caught him by his garment and said, Come lie down with me. He left behind his garment in her hand and ran outside. When she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had run outside, she called to the men of her household and said to them, Look, my husband has brought a Hebrew man in here to put us to shame. He came in to lie down with me, but I screamed loudly. When he heard me scream, he left behind his garment with me and ran outside. She kept his garment beside her until his master came home. This is what she told him. The Hebrew servant whom you have brought to us came to me and put me to shame and said to me, Let me lie down with you. And look, when I screamed and cried out, he left behind his garment with me and ran outside. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, saying, This is what your servant did to me, he became very angry. Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison where the king's prisoners were confined. So Joseph was kept in prison there. But the Lord was with Joseph. He showed mercy to him and gave him favor in the sight of the warden of the prison. The warden of the prison made Joseph responsible for all the prisoners who were in the prison. Joseph was responsible for whatever they did there. The warden of the prison did not pay attention to anything that was under his authority because the Lord was with Joseph and the Lord made everything that he did succeed. Sometime after this, The cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt committed an offense against their lord, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. He put them under custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he was responsible for them. They stayed in prison for some time. While they were confined in the prison the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, each had a dream. Each man had his own dream during the same night. Each man's dream had its own meaning. Joseph came to them in the morning, looked at them, and saw that they were troubled. He asked Pharaoh's officers, who were in custody with him in his master's house, Why do you look so troubled today? They said to him, We each had a dream, but there is no one who can interpret it. Joseph said to them, Interpretations belong to God, don't they? Please tell me the dreams. The chief bearer told Joseph his dream. In my dream, there was a vine in front of me, and the vine had three branches. As I watched, it budded, it blossomed, and its clusters produced ripe grapes. I had Pharaoh's cup in my hand. I took the grapes, pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and handed the cup to Pharaoh. "'Joseph said to him, "'This is its interpretation. "'The three branches are three days. "'Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head "'and restore you to your office. "'You will place Pharaoh's cup into his hand "'the way you used to do when you were his cupbearer. "'But remember me when everything is going well for you. "'Please show kindness to me and mention me to Pharaoh "'and bring me out of this jail.' Because I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and I also have done nothing here to deserve to be put into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was favorable, he said to Joseph, I also had a dream. I saw three baskets of white bread on my head. In the top basket, there were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. Joseph answered, This is its interpretation. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from upon you and will hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh off of you. And so it was that on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, Pharaoh had a feast prepared for all of his officials, and he lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker among his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position again, and he again placed the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had explained to them. Nevertheless, the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells W E L S at Yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hillpoint, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.